Hey guys, welcome to episode three of the Service Guide Podcast. We're glad that you joined us this week and we have a little special treat for you. We break format this week a bit, but we have two special guests and uh, without much further ado, I'm going to go ahead and cut right into this. We hope you enjoy the Service Guide Podcast, episode three. Hey guys, and welcome to the Service Guide Podcast, episode three. Uh, this week we have a special treat for you. We're going to be a little off format. Um, we're pretty excited about this this episode. Sitting across from me today, we have Tony as my co-host. He's not speaking right now, so you can't hear him, but he's there, I promise. And joining us, we also have Joe. Hello, everybody. And then we have Bob. Hello. And these guys combined have over 100 years of appliance experience, and so we're very excited to have a chat with them today. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're That's glad to have you guys. This is exciting. So, and for those of you off in podcast land, Joe is Tony's dad, so he got it honest. Um, <laughs> it's a family affair there, and, and we'll get into that more later. So we're going to start today with our random fact of the day. So this is a nice random fact for you guys. You will burn 150 calories in one hour if you bang your head against the wall. Nice. Yeah, no thanks. Not bad. That's I, a lot I, of calories. I'll take a pass on that one. I mean, I feel like sometimes in the appliance business we do that. Oh, absolutely. Every day. Well, let's start off with you, Joe. Already? How did you get your start into this business? Already? Actually, my mother got me a job when I was 13 years old. And she decided that maybe I was running the streets at an early age. So she stopped into a vacuum cleaner store for a part for her vacuum. And that was, she was only a block from the house and happened to ask the guy, do you need anybody around here maybe to sweep up? And the guy says, you know, we could use somebody. Why don't you have them come in on Monday? And I started April 10th of 1960 for a company called Victory Distributors, which was actually a vacuum cleaner repair company that I actually started there and lasted 25 years before I jumped ship and went to Sunberg Appliance Parts, which was located right across the street from the vacuum cleaner store. So I gotta back you up there for a second. Appliances started with vacuum cleaner My stuff? appliance, while well, I was a vacuum cleaner repair technician okay. at the early age of 13, and they started me as a repair, trying uh, repairs, and being mechanically inclined that I am, I picked it up very fast. I heard, I heard, was, I heard some tell that uh, Hoover, back in the day, uh, actually had some actual appliances that they, yeah. they marketed. Hoover had a whole appliance line of small appliances, hair dryers, blenders, so forth and so on, electric blankets, toasters. In the early days, we repaired them as well as vacuums, which was the main product that we serviced. Vacuums, and then they went into scrubbers, household scrubbers and that. And uh, that's where I actually had my start in the appliance repair business. That is so cool. So now I'm... Uh, now, 25 years later, I jumped ship and went to Sunberger, as I stated, and I've been there now. Well, next week it'll be 34 years with them. So it gives me a total of 
almost 58 years in the business. Well, congratulations. We're Thank glad you. to have your knowledge. Well, I'm glad to be here. And I, yeah. give I know you some of the uh, stories that have come down over the years that I <laughs> still can remember. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, as a servicer myself, like when you need to order parts, there's certain guys that you know to pick up the phone and call. And Joe is one of the first calls, right? Like um, Tony, before he came to us, he, he also worked at Sundberg as, as a parts uh, counterperson. And so, you know, b- between the two of them, those were our go-to guys. And so, yeah, there's there's a lot of experience there as far as appliances go. And, and we're just so grateful to have these guys. Um, and I can't wait till we really dive into some more of these stories. So. Oh, yeah. Bob, tell us how you got your start. I'm, I'm curious. Oh, I haven't heard uh, this yet. He's much more interesting than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy listening to Joe's stories. Uh, I actually started in 19, around 1983 uh, with Montgomery Wards. I had work construction in the wintertime, and uh, in the summertime, I had no work, and I thought, this was not for me. I knew a guy at the Montgomery Ward store in Cole City, and uh, I, he called me one day and says, how would you like to do some service work for me? And I said, well, what do I know about service work, you know? Well, it was handy, I'm mechanically inclined, and uh, so he hired me and went to some of the ward schools that they had back then and, uh, and uh, picked for, it up. For those of you that are of the younger persuasion, uh, Montgomery Wards was like a Sears, Sears kind yeah. of JC concept. Yeah. JC Penney. Yeah, they were yeah. mega. The, yeah, and, they were big. and these guys really sold everything. I, I do remember when I was younger, that, oh, yeah. that was one of the places that we went. It was and the only catalog store in Cole City, you know, with the Montgomery Wards store, and we sold lots of appliances. And one of the reasons we sold so many appliances, Mobile Oil was hooked up with Wards, and anybody who worked at Mobile got a discount. A ten percent discount. So Interesting. We, yeah, it's we, an exact replica of Sears. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Service-wise, appliance-wise, clothes, everything mm-hmm. that you know, department store had. They they were competition for Sears. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So we went through some training, a little bit of training that Montgomery Wards put on, and the guy I worked for was very knowledgeable electronically. He used to fix pinball machines and jukeboxes and oh, stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah, he knew he knew the electronic end of the deal. And uh, he was a heck of a good teacher, and uh, I just picked up everything off of him. So some of the machines that we have run into are actually still Montgomery Ward machines. Yes, yeah, they are. Yeah, yes, they are. LNC we, yeah. models. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's interesting to Anything see. Anything with LNC will yeah. be automatically be a that, Montgomery Ward Montgomery product. Ward was, was, Norge was their brand. Yeah, Norge was yeah. Their, yeah. Uh, their mother machine. Yeah. I, kn- I know when we order parts for those, a lot of them tend to be in the frigid air parts when we run into, or White Westinghouse, White Westinghouse too. Westinghouse. White Westinghouse, was, was too. Very yeah. Westinghouse, yeah. Westinghouse frigid air. Frigid air. Um, Admiral, I believe. How many, brand, how many brands in Montgomery Ward? I know, you know, like currently we have uh, Whirlpool who has several subsidiaries under mm-hmm. them, but how Montgomery many Wards? Montgomery Wards, were they standalone or did they, or they were Norwich too? No, I can't they remember. had their name on the yeah. Norwich products. Oh, exactly. Okay, much like the yeah. Kenmore's. The Montgomery much Ward, like the Kenmore, just like Kenmore. Yeah. yeah. Unless yeah. it was a refrigerator. Refrigerator was, uh, I think, Admiral at the time. Admiral was their, yeah, uh, yeah was their refrigeration systems. Mm-hmm. So for those of you not really privy to the appliance world, there are certain brands that are not 
they're in drag. We'll, we'll call them in drag, yeah, right? Exactly, so, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, they have a different mother. Yeah, Ken, <laughs> Ken, Kenmore is never actually Kenmore. It's never been manufactured yeah. by Sears in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's whoever the lowest bidder was that just Sears has never it. made any product in all the years they've been in business. No. Yeah. It's always been somebody else's machine with their name on it. Right. So, and it sounds like uh, uh, those guys were the same the same Mike kind of way. Was the exact yeah, same, same replicas. Yeah. Same thing. What now? What year did they actually go out? It was, was it early eighties or was that eighty? I think it was eighty-six. Because I want to say, like in the early days of Sunberg, uh, was no, uh, they were <clears throat> they were like Bob says, somewhere in the late eighties uh, they went out of business. Eighty-six, because 86, in, in 86, somewhere in there, yeah. Eighty-six, they closed, and uh, I was offered a job with. Uh, Calvert Brothers Maytag in here in Joliet. Oh, okay. Which is also how Floyd got his start, yes. which is the, the founder of Gordon's Appliance. They, yeah. they Oh, sure. Jack, uh, well, I work with Jack Hansen. Okay. He's a fireman that worked for uh, Gordon's, or worked, yeah, with worked Gordon, for Floyd. With Floyd. Yeah. 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 So, so we're going into some real history here yeah. because, I mean, not everyone knows that Gordon's Appliance was, um, it's kind of seedling was Culver Brothers. Floyd sure. purchased that name from them after having worked with them for a while yeah. um when when they retired for a while it was gordon's calvert brothers right well um, I didn't, yeah didn't even realize that yeah but yeah that's, that's down the clock back uh quite some time yeah. Yeah. two years ago yeah well and that's a question i get asked all the time oh, are you ever going to change the name at this point we're 40 years in the game yeah, I, yeah. Know, we got a good yeah i think we we've we've, uh, we've represented our name quite well uh over the years here as long as you don't abuse the name why right. change it right, yeah. right. You're, exactly. you're only going to benefit by somebody else's yeah. graces over the years that they've gotten customers and they kept them because they treated them right yeah absolutely you know, there's well, too many fast flying guys out there that come out and will charge you a hundred dollars and you'll never see them again right them guys are they just don't stay in business. Yeah, but the exactly. names that stay in there are the guys that treat you right. Yeah, we have uh, that's why even you're still around. With yeah, we still you know uh, in our everyday uh, operations here, we still run into a lot of our local customers, customers. Yeah, who they, they know, know the name they, they know Floyd, and sure, they absolutely. have uh, a lot of them. I, you know, they it's nice to sit there and, and uh, talk with them because you get stories about people cool. that you've never knew. You know, you know them to some degree, but then you hear a, a story. It's just, you know, it's really interesting to see uh, uh, Floyd and uh, his path over the years. Yeah, to, to hear from our customers. So for those of you in podcast land and, and not watching the video of this, um, in our background, we have two older machines. And, and so this, this conversation kind of sparked a little bit with me. We do on occasion run into old, old, old Gordon's appliance or old Culvert Brothers yeah. um, stickers. stickers. Machines, yeah, right? yeah. These, oh, God, yeah. Some yeah. of these old school machines, which is really cool. Um, we love seeing that. So kind of going into that. So I know what my first truck was. Um, my truck was a hand-me-down from Floyd. It was a service van. And so what um, what did you have when you started off, Bob? I had an old uh, Ford van that was furnished by Montgomery Wards. And when they, went on, when they went out of business, I was able to keep that van and I used that for for probably 10 years. That's yeah. awesome. I think, I, think well, I got rid of an yeah. 65,000 miles on it. You know. Yeah. But uh, quality part, equipment. Exactly. <laughs> Not like we're seeing today. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, those were the days when, you know. When gas was buck 29 a gallon. Well, yeah. the parts in the truck. 
fixed every job Absolutely. practically. Yeah, let's go into that. Cause, versus cause, uh, yeah. today where everything is so special and yes. customers who are not familiar with the type of work we do, it's right. kind of hard to understand, but all the appliances of today, most of the components are not interchangeable. I would say high 90s percent are oh, not yeah. interchangeable. Right. So, so versus Joe, the days, yeah. Joe and Bob, you can really speak to this because I'll kind of segue into this. Floyd told me that when he started off, he could carry like two fan motors, oh, yeah. two two different types yeah. of timers, uh, timers <laughs> yeah. two different types yeah. of thermostats, and a heater, and he could fix like everything. Yeah. yeah. You could go all day on them. Yeah, years ago when everything looked the same and uh, it fit the same, you could use it. Now today, like you say, everything is specialized. Every part is different. They change the stuff. These manufacturers, <clears throat> excuse me, on a on a weekly basis, it seems. Every sure. every day we're getting new parts now. Where years ago you only needed a small amount of room to house the parts. Now today I get guys that say I. I got nine ice makers on my truck and still don't have the right one. What's going on? It's these manufacturers, every model, they redesign the parts. Even as Sunberg, as big as we are, we get new parts all the time. Yeah, I was going to say, we have, we have vendors with millions and millions of square feet of warehouses, and they yeah. just they can't you keep just everything. can't keep There's everything no on the shelf no. anymore. There's no way. Yeah, you just can't. It's uh, totally different. So, Years ago when I started out in the business... Uh, a lot of guys say, oh, the price changed. We would have a price book that would last for five years. <laughs> yeah, the price books. Before my the part gosh, changed. I remember that from uh, now, my early days. Now, these manufacturers change parts every six months to a year. They're changing pricing. Right. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. And, again, the quality of parts that is being made today. Right. Yeah, back in the day, you could expect them to last yeah, a long time. Now, everything is productivity. People don't understand what this country is going through. After the war, we were the builder of product for the world. Then after the 60s, late, early 70s, things uh, started to change where we're in getting stuff from foreign countries. Uh, they caught on to, they didn't need the United States anymore. And that's where we're at in this, in this world. Right. You know, we're getting too much stuff that's brought in from out of country because of labor in, in, we're in one cost. of the, the largest importers versus That's exporters. exactly yeah. what's happening today. Yeah. Yep. So, so in your store, and, and then we'll go to you, Bob. In your store, how, did you have like, I mean, you can, you can kind of see here in, in our stock room, we have rows and rows of shelves oh, right yeah. now, and we're not even close to what a vendor no, is. We have, no, we have probably just in our store in Oak Forest, we probably have somewhere around 10,000 different parts. How about when you first started? When I started in the vacuum counter business, it again was one thing fit everything. And, uh, and as the years grow and or the, the product changes, obviously you need new product. But again, it didn't, it didn't change drastically until probably the mid-70s. Yeah. So you guys were kind of like... A counter and then a work area. Counter, work area, and a line of parts. Right. A rows right. of parts. Now yeah. it's now it's a little <coughs> it's work area and, and then rows, rows and rows of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Long rolls over. Yeah. 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 yeah this the Sunberg warehouse. Uh, you know, is. Uh, yeah, our, our main warehouse. It's almost a block long. That actually was the yeah. first place that I met Bob. 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We, we went to a service school on one of all of our favorite machines, the VMW, yeah. the vertical modular washer from exactly. Whirlpool. And we were all sitting there just one of their superstar, one of Whirlpool's yeah. superstar yeah. washers. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Or maintenance superstars. You, Thank you, God we don't see any of them anymore. You yeah. know, there's a problem when the factory service training rep is telling you well most problems can be solved by putting dielectric on the connections <laughs> like yeah. oh yeah. crap yeah. this yeah. is going to be a real pile of a machine they named that machine the vmw you know the mom number it moves and vibrates <laughs> <laughs> see so, it's yeah. those yeah it's those you know yeah. those little so this is one bob can speak to for sure um that machine is actually based on something that whirlpool engineers designed out of into the direct drive um the the machine that the direct drive replaced was a wigwag style machine which mm -hmm. is essentially what the vmw is built on so um exactly. how was your how was your experience telling a customer you know what i have to change your wigwag what yeah. the, the are wig you talking wag. about and we, we oh god a lot of those. those were a popular uh, part back in the day yeah uh, what was the part number joe he knows it so <laughs> we have a slow miss long. Uh oh. 805. Then there was the kit with the plungers and what? without. That, that yeah. one's too hard to change them. You yeah. change the whole thing. So yeah. for us, well, you, some of them they had to change the plungers so they changed the inside diameter of the wigwag. Right, you're right. So, so you had to change them. So for those of us not in the know, what did a wigwag do? Wigwag is the same as the. Actuator, the shift, the shifter, mode shifter. Yeah. is really a wigwag. It changed the mm -hmm. from spin to wash. Okay. Is what it, the purpose of the wigwag was. So it's a little one side little was shifter wash, for the one belt. One side is shift the trans into spin. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and agitate yeah. this way and wash that way. Yeah. Yeah. And and mainly, <laughs> mainly the wire would break at the connection wire. because of so much. Back and forth Back and action forth. on it. It actually broke the wires inside. Oh, that's Every crazy. Off the terminal. Yeah. You used to go yeah, through that little keeper. That's why they gave you a new terminal and to reconnect the wire all the time on the yeah. door. wire in half. I, re I remember in my <laughs> early days going to work with my dad, uh, we would, the, we would, the wigwag was like one of their number one sellers. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Got, oh, yeah. oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really wigwag interesting. Wigwag in the 95405 belt, which yeah. is... You couldn't well, have enough of them on your shelf right. in the day. Well, that's like the last cogged I mean, from, belt you know, they ever from, made, right, for washers. 19, the 95405 was popular. From 19, yeah. early 40s, when they made that machine with that belt on it, till the direct drive came out in 1985, was the first direct drive unit. That's when they quit making the 95405 belt the machine. Wig, the wigwags, yeah. yeah. And changing that belt, you wanted to get out of the business. <laughs> If yeah. you change your first one, you would be there yeah. three hours. Exactly. Your yeah. first, your first that. one would be three hours. Yeah. And like, when you got no. done. It's just a belt, right? Remember when you got done with the belt change, the machine didn't go into spin? Yeah. Because they dropped the ball out of there? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was a little ball that had to be put yeah. back in there. And if yeah, that ball, ball fell out, was, like a, changing, was it like it a BB? Back a little, spin. Like the little ball on the back bearing of a. Uh, Oh, a little BB, a little BB. Yeah. So, so for those of you not in the shaft, not in appliance speak, it's it's literally about the size of a little BB or a BB gun. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just a little metal ball bearing. Ball bearing. Yeah. Trying to get that in there with everything. Ball at a customer's house. I've been there on a frigidaire. 
what goes in with the tea bearing and it better be in there. It ain't going in the spin. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's good to know some things haven't changed because there's things that that I see, you know, I'll, I'll catch it after the fact. The guys are, are going on something. I'm like, oh, boy, he's going to be there about three hours today. That's yeah. going to be fun. Yeah. I wish he would have told me, yeah. you know. Um, I think that's what Zach sent me out on, like, an, an incredibly old uh, – the, the belt, the, the, yeah, the upside down the dryer upside belt. Down belt. He yeah. let me sit out there for three hours. I'm like Zach, this is not, it's not going good. Nice, nice guy. It, He's like, hey, try going through the back. In fairness, he didn't call me. <laughs> try to go through the back. Oh, I was here three hours and well, no, you can even go in the back. I yeah, talked you over yeah. Yeah. About that. yeah, yeah. So, so this this belt, it's it's still. I, I'm at a point now where I can do it in about five minutes. The dryer? But, um, yeah, this dryer belt. You reach it, in from the front? I reach in from the front. Yeah. So yeah, We were just in, out on one together, Zach and I. And I'm like, show fairness. me how to do it, man. In complete fairness, when I went on my first call, I will never forget my first service call with Floyd. It was down in Cole City, down um, closer towards the high school. In it, my territory now. Yeah, we yeah. were down in your territory. Well, we've always kind of been there, of Bob. Course. So for those of you who don't know, Bob and Floyd's company, we've always kind of been competitors, but we've never really been no. competitive. We've always, no. yeah. you know, Friend, Bob. French, friendlier more than, yeah. yeah, yeah. We helped yeah. each other out over the years. Bob yeah. would call us up and, hey, Absolutely. how do you do this? And we call him up, hey, have you ever run into this? And so it's 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 always been a good, good relationship. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, but we're down there um shoved in this little laundry room because you know the laundry rooms are never any size that's worth working in and it's my first day and floyd goes oh yeah you're just gonna go ahead and put this belt on (laughs) (laughs) it's upside down it's backwards you have to pinch it a certain way to get it wrapped around the motor pulley and wrapped around the idler pulley and pull the idler back while you're doing all of that yeah Yeah. and you're doing this all blind you cannot see anything that you're doing It's all on field. Your face yeah. is facing the front of yeah. the drum. Look who's got big hands. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Half your body is shoved inside the dryer, and you're trying to blindly reach underneath <laughs> yourself to hook this belt up. So when my guys go on stuff like that, like it's it's stuff that I've been on alone, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> You'll be telling me a story when you get yeah. back yeah. on that one. Yeah, no, you're the big man on campus. I'm, I'm, we'll, call me when you start crying. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the first one that I went on, uh, I mean, I was been aware of the belt for many of years, but the first one that I actually had to go out and work on, uh, that thing had me laid out. Oh, yeah. I was laying down on the <laughs> laying down on the ground on my stomach, just all over the place. Most people don't. Calling Zach, <laughs> Zach, we're uh, two and a half hours into this thing. I think he said the belt went right on. <laughs> when you sell a belt to a customer, they call you back that. It's the wrong two hours. Belt. Two hours. It's, it's too, too long. long. Yeah. Oh yes. Too long. Yeah. 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 You didn't no, make you enough. You didn't make right. enough turns in there. Yeah. That's what <laughs> that's, I missed. That's, <laughs> that's, that's exactly. the common, the common complaint on that. That's you not the right the belt. Long, the, the wrong belt. You got a shorter one. <laughs> or it drops. <laughs> in, it drops into the dip. Oh, it drops in the groove. Drops in the groove. That's that's the one we ran into. Zach and I were about a week and a half ago. We went out and see. We get people bring them back where you can see the. Belt was put on incorrectly. That's the only belt where you put the flat side yep. on the drum, the drum and yep. not, <laughs> not, not the, the, uh, the, the grooves. The yeah. groove side. 
Yeah. And you see them, they come back and the grooves are on the flat side of the belt when they bring it back where they bound it up. <laughs> so you just felt there's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you, got, you got it on wrong. It's pretty obvious, you know. And that was where YouTube was on. <clears throat> oh, yeah. yeah. Years. Oh, God. Yeah. Go no way one's, back. We never no one's YouTube that one. For yeah, sure. I'm, for you we'll guys, it was just sometime. stick it out and struggle, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and, and instead of uh, I put on, it was quite a quite a challenge. Oh, yeah. But I did it from the front, like they said, it goes now. on, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I did two hours on the front, and then and then Another he says, "Well, check the back. the back," and I'm like, "Well, I could have been <laughs> no, out of here two hours ago if I had the back access." <laughs> yeah, and, and after about half an hour of that, I had finally arrived. I'm like, "Oh boy, all right, here we <laughs> yeah. go, Tony. I'm going to show you how to do this." Literally, I'm a ma- I got grease all over my face. <laughs> There's my black hands. everywhere. The floor is black. The Machines, machines are black. Yeah, yeah I'm sweating. Uh-huh. My lights burnt out, burnt all the batteries out of the light <laughs> in just one setting. Yeah, yeah and that's just really... one one machine. Yeah, yeah. 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 it really was. Yeah, that was a tough one. And that's if that's your one. 9 o'clock in the morning call, I'll oh, forget about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Finish up at lunch. At well, least, part of uh, what took got me got so long back. to arrive was I had to go and cover some of his other calls first. <laughs> yeah, I think I had pray six that day, and I was already in the hole. Yeah, right <laughs> off the bat in the morning, two hours behind. It's like I got four more calls to go, <laughs> and right. it's not even it's two o'clock. Right. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good experience. Uh, definitely a good learning experience for sure. Yeah. So, what were some of your nightmare jobs, guys? Get I know you guys have some. My experience in the washer business, when you were talking about Hoover back then, Hoover in the in the 50s and 60s made a twin tub or a side-by-side wash machine with a spinner in it. And I serviced most of those machines on the south side from when I came home from the service in 68 through 19. Well, he went out of the market with those in the 70s. I finished up probably in the early 80s uh, with doing the service on them. And some of them uh, were pretty tough to work on, but uh, once you did like you, you get the experience and you, I used to be able to carry all the parts in one box. That was the nice part of that machine. They weren't overwhelmed with the different parts. They were pretty standard for bearings and so forth and so on. So I was, I didn't do big household machines after that. When I went to Sunberg, I was strictly parts. And I ran my vacuum cleaner company out of Sunberg for 25 years. I was bigger in the vacuum cleaners. Okay. I was yeah. known for vacuum cleaner repairs more than anything else. Good move. Yeah. <laughs> well, now again, that's, yeah. uh, now I'm out of that since in the last seven years. I've uh, been out of that completely when I, I changed over and moved over to Oak Forest Store. When Sunberg closed the 111th Street store, then I got out of the vacuum cleaner business after 52 years. Yeah. Wow. Just in vacuums and, and uh, parts. We'll yeah. get into some more stories about your vacuum cleaner store because I've, <laughs> I've heard a couple from Tony um, and hey, kind of well, how Tony, yeah, Tony had, got see, his that's start. That's really where it all started for me as well. I yeah. mean, uh, we had the vacuum cleaner business tied up pretty good. Nine, ten years old, I would go on these calls yeah. to, to these uh, these machines he's referring to. And nine, ten did years I old, I'm just carrying the toolbox and holding I, the flashlight did I take at that you point. On washer calls? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and when we did the Hoover machine, I, I would I would leave a note for my dad on his bed, wake me up for work in the morning, and he'd tell me. I'm going to come in there and wake you up one time because I didn't get up so easily for school. Well, he'd come here and say, I'm going to tell you one time to get up, and if you get up 
you know, but I'm leaving if you're not up. And that was kind of like, that's kind of what kind of set my work ethic down. That's how uh, I early. started. Yeah. And I went with my father, who was a truck driver, not appliance, but he would come in and I'd want to go in when I was a young kid, 9, 10, 11 years old, I'd go on a truck with him. He drove an excavating truck, 18 wheeler. And he'd say, if you want to go, I'm going to come in at a one time and call you. And that's how I <laughs> did to my children. Yeah, you want to yeah. go? I'm not going to stand the one and call. Wake you up. was the pretty standard. That's it. <laughs> yeah. One time and we're done. You know. How about you, Bob? I, I I know you've been in and out of houses over the last oh, many years. So what what was, do you have going on? I was on a job one time up here in Joliet, doing it for Calvert Brothers Maytag, and uh, it was a gas dryer that would not heat. So you figure you take the igniter coil with you and you're on your way. I walk in the door, go down the basement, there's a dryer, and I look down, and there's a 55-foot garden hose hooked to the dryer. I shook my head, and I said, sir, I says, uh, whoa, time out. I says, uh, I don't think I can go any further on this job. He says, why is that? I, well, it's a safety issue. He was running a garden hose with a three-quarter inch fitting mm -hmm. on one end, reduced down to three-eighths pipe thread, and he had the garden hose run way at the other end of the basement getting his gas. How did you not burn your house Oh, down? they went, they put gas through the actual through water the hose. Through the 50-foot garden hose, yeah. and I just walked away. <laughs> Safety hazard, I have to leave. Oh, yeah. my yeah. goodness. Yeah. We've seen some crazy stuff, but yeah. wow. Yeah. 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 I think that one takes the cake. Up, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, you know. Yeah, people yeah. do a lot of strange things to, their, yeah. to, to get by, you know. Right. Well, you know, I mean, it's, you know, customers, they, <clears throat> most of the time, especially nowadays, with the information that's available, they typically try to tackle things by themselves, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. You know, well, they're going to give it a shot more yeah. today. Oh, absolutely. Try to save it. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't expect anything less, uh, exactly. especially nowadays, but uh like, like, you know, the experiences, you know, we get to the customer's house and they've gotten a little beyond their abilities and well, they've left us you, kind of a pile you, of parts. You want to make them a mechanic. Yeah. They still don't have the mechanical ability. Yeah, exactly. But they're going to do it. They're going to yeah. give it a shot to save that $80 service call. Oh, sure. Or whatever the service call might be. Absolutely. You know, no, that's totally understandable. That then they're going to end up playing double. And, and yeah, you know. two, three times that and in labor. Especially when they come yeah. in and they buy the wrong part because YouTube said, Right. But this is your problem. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. YouTube lists every model. YouTube well, doesn't list your model. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it looks like this one, so therefore... It's kind of my symptoms, <laughs> so it must be what I have also. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't dry, so yeah. we need this. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's uh, We get it every single day in the store. Right. You know, YouTube says I need this. I, I watched the YouTube, and it says that's my problem. We get that too, actually. Yeah. When we get to, uh, when we, we get that home. <laughs> yeah, well, the, uh, YouTube uh, or, or whatever they're in, they're yeah, they've ran out of options. And yeah, you uh, come in, they yeah. say it's the, ig the igniter, yeah. you right? Know, and, you yeah. know, and it's a thermal field. Yeah. 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 How many igniters have you changed already? <laughs> well, four. They must all be bad. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I, I, after the first one, I, I'd say that exactly. probably wasn't the, the problem. Yeah, it wasn't YouTube's guess. Yeah. But yeah. And you know, and like we were saying you know with the information available today much different from when joe and bob well, there was no yeah. information no Unless was your books neighbor, your neighbor was a repair guy or he had a little experience with his 
And you get that all the time. Sure. Well, my neighbor's dryer was doing the same thing, and he said it was the igniter. You know, yeah, you get right. that. You get that. We still get that. All the time. We yeah. still get that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The yeah. guy McDonald's says the thermal fuse. Yeah. 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 Thermal couple. Yeah. 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 Well, there isn't one on your dryer, sir. <laughs> no, that's still. Yeah. I need a thermal couple. Yeah. My pilot won't light. Well, they haven't used pilot lights in yeah. about forty yeah, right. years. So. Piloted dryers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pilots yeah, Maytag out. had the last one going. You exactly. Know. Changed yeah. a lot of them too. And then latch kits. When going, they get out. Know. When they get rid of the. When did they get rid of standing pilots? Was that the uh, early eighties? Oh, probably in the early eighties. Yeah. I remember. God, I remember uh, my own mom. I, I remember my own house. I, we had a standing pilot. You'd look. You could see it burning there. You know, oh, just yeah. all day, all night. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, it's interesting to see how uh, how far the technology has changed. Definitely it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, it's 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 a lot better. Oh, it's sure. yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's got a two-pronged it, effect it, there. It's, it's like anything. It's got its pros and cons. Sure. And, uh, it's good and it's bad. And it's... If we can get to diagnosis quicker-ish, you oh, know, yeah. if it's doing something weird electrically, right. we can get there quicker. Well, but... it's because of the electronics. You know, right. Everything was mechanical, mechanical timers. Now with the new electronics, guys are just having fits trying to figure out what's what to change, uh, Right. You know, and even the manufacturers, believe it or not, don't have the right answers. Not always. They tell you, not always. you got a machine that agree. has one or two boards in it. They say change both boards and yeah. it should take care of it. Well, what kind of answer is that? Right. A uh, homeowner could do that. Right, you know. right. Yeah. And it's quite an expense. These boards now and these washers, oh, they're crazy. $250, mm -hmm. $60 core yeah. charge, and, yeah. you know, and all of that good stuff. Yeah. So it's really changed in the old, uh, the old days of being able to diagnose the machine. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, well we, you guys are running into that right now with the diagnostics. You have to have, you know, a diagnostics. You have to have the tools. Yeah. Yeah. To be well, able to do we, the repair. We run the into that still. I mean, the cost for our customers uh, that we have that are still aware of appliances, you know, and we get into the costs of some of this, uh, you know, oh, yeah. it's it's all predicated on the parts price uh, well, and you know controls are at premium prices for these what I uh, what I've appliances. seen from the vacuum cleaner companies uh, over the years is they were always repairable today they're throwaways absolutely mm -hmm. you know, designed obsolescence exactly they're $59 yep. vacuums who's going to repair a $59 vacuum when i used to get 3250 service plus parts right so i got out of the vacuum cleaner business at a good time and it was it was a perfect time for me to sell out get out and uh because that industry is just what it is now it's a throwaway and now we're seeing it coming up in the appliance the appliance business. Yeah. the washers the dryers they're getting to be that type of a product lately now we're you're not going to spend $250 to repair a $400 unit. Right. It's getting to be a throwaway society on them products as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's just now coming into vogue where you're seeing that happening. Yeah, and that evolution, I mean, that shift has really been in the last seven years. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. since I started yeah. seven years yeah. ago, it's, it's. I mean. It's really taken a hold, though. Yeah. It's, it's really taken a hold here. Oh, I would say, yeah. yeah, like you said, about the last seven years, it's really. Here's the thing with washers and dryers. 1975 washers were $450. Right. 2020, or 19, excuse me, washers are $450. Right. For exactly. just a standard washer. They haven't really changed as far as the uh, cost of them. 
And now there's 1200 dollars machines out there, don't get me wrong. But you still have the $450 washer, $500 washer out there. Right. Yeah. People, no one wants to pay more. They don't want to pay because they can throw it away and get a new one. Right. So so how many tools? I mean, because one of the things that I mean, we carry bags, and our bags are, what? there's a lot of tools in our bags that we need. And we need, I would say in my veto, I carry tools to do 90% of the jobs. Um, the, the rest is specialty. I mean, we have two toolboxes behind us and a trailer that's, filled with specialty which is oh, probably 10 yeah. oh, percent yeah. of the jobs but I, we we still carry probably two thousand three thousand dollars worth of tools in our bag i remember my early days going with my dad uh i carried the toolbox <laughs> you know what i mean now you know we lug this you know i it's not really about how many tools I, the way i describe it with my bag is how many pounds this bag is right <laughs> you know i mean but you know in the early days it was one meter one electrical oh, yeah, meter. You need, right. Now, you need well, you need a couple testers, different meters yeah. of different variations to yeah, really, you, you know, yeah. to carry around with you to go uh, to troubleshoot from brand to brand. You know, yeah, each, really change. Each it. company now is coming out their own specialty. Maytag, of course, and Whirlpools have always had theirs, but now with the LGs, the you have to have your your internal and external pliers just to get the boot bands off and stuff and uh, sixty dollars a piece too right. yeah they're, that's they're, on the lower yeah. yeah that's on yeah, the low, low end yeah, yeah, on sale. a little more than that for a dealer yeah <laughs> yeah well i mean the, the general electric one is way up there yeah, yeah. And, you the know, boots you got your standard spanner wrench that everybody has and then ge has their adapter yeah. for it yeah now the front load washer design that's not as new as people may think, right? No. Now, Frigidaire no. Had the, you guys can Frigidaire probably tell us about that. Probably Frigidaire had the front loader two? way back in the 60s. Oh, was that oh right? yeah. Oh, yes. See, uh, yeah. that front loader Frigidaire, technology is yeah. not as new as yeah. some, some people first, may think. I don't yeah. know who made the first front loader, but my first experience was way back when I started with Sunberg in 85. That machine was already been around for years, front loader. Was that Frigidaire? Oh, the white Westinghouse. Westinghouse. The Westinghouse. Loader. I'm sorry, With yes. The oblong. <clears throat> exactly. Pulley on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing went around and shit. And that wasn't machine. a bad machine. No, I guess it was a, a decent machine because we were still selling parts to that thing up until the middle 80s, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it still had a lot of parts available for that machine. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about the Westinghouse. Westinghouse front loader, yeah. Well, they used to have the pulsator. The pulsator. Uh, what a name. The pulsomatic is what the actual name of it. That was the Frigidaire Pulsomatic. Yeah. What a yeah. nightmare. WC models. Tell us about that. that I haven't run had, into one of those. That one there had cables. Yeah. Had cables and uh, a series of. I tried to avoid them. To yeah, be it had a series of they were clutches a and, and, and a cable. It had. The agitator, the agitator pulsated it, up it and down. It went up and down. Yeah. It pulsated. It was called a pulsator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that that thing, sounds uh, like some. O- over-engineered junk right there. That was actually <laughs> that was actually by GM, uh-huh. who was a part of Frigidaire back in the fifties. Okay. And that and that machine there, uh, it was like uh, what they're making today as your stack unit. Yeah. It looked right. like a stack unit. Yeah. And uh, it uh, it was a headache machine to repair. So, so let's head Real. down that rabbit hole because I ran into a stove that was probably fifty or sixty years old. It was. Uh, actually, no, it's probably older than that. It was produced by uh, the company that built the Nash Rambler, um, American, oh, 
was it American, American Motors? Yeah, they produced an oven. Oh, really? Um, I wasn't aware of that. Either. Oh, yeah. 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 So yeah, then you just said, had one that was you were saying was GM. Yeah, so. well, GM, yeah. They were a big part of Frigidaire. Okay. And Westinghouse. Exactly. Westinghouse was actually called Cooper in, in the earlier days, and then Cooper was bought out by Westinghouse. And, you must uh, be older than me, Joe. <laughs> well, I'm 72. <laughs> it's not older, it's in the business longer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all these stories from all these old companies and that, that were around, you know, then RCA and uh, GE bought the RCA brand. and uh, yeah, that's, Everyone gets it's, gobbled up over time. It's interesting sure. over the year, like you're, yeah, like you're saying, Zach. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of the old Hamilton. Oh yeah, Hamilton dryer, Hamilton you know, dryer. washers. Worked uh, on lots of dryers. Oh Hamilton. yeah, the, them were actually sold. Yeah, them were actually sold on your gas bill. Yes. And you paid a monthly when you bought okay. the Hamilton. The gas company would come in and put it in there, and then you'd pay X amount of dollars, or whatever, per month on your gas bill to pay for the. For the product, didn't they sell? Did they sell stoves too? I thought. I don't I thought, think Hamilton. I know they I repaired. Know Hamilton them. had a stove. You know, I know the gas the company. Washer and dryer. That I remember. Be, a lot of them were pink. The oh yeah. Oh yeah. They had yeah. multiple colors. Yeah. Speaking of well, that time period wasn't it at one time weren't people purchasing stoves through the gas company? Yeah. Absolutely. Th- was oh, that yeah, was was that well, the only? I think uh, some of our customers tell me about the days of. Yeah. When you didn't have a store to go buy an right. oven, you just called the gas company, the gas and, company yeah. and they took care of it. Uh, that, so that, that's a really interesting. I, you never how how far times have come. I mean, oh, where gosh. you bought it from the actual gas company. Now you, you never had to work on them stoves because they were all had pilot lights. Right. So Paul um, from Appliance Parts up in up in Bolingbrook, he said that uh, the gas company used to come in and they would buy safety valves by like the hundreds. I mean, just by the yeah, hundreds. Yeah, they did their own service. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the one with the thermocoupler on it, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God, we used to sell right. back yeah, in the early days of Sunberg. My God, those. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember those things yeah, just became so have, expensive. Actually, we still have one on, a, on, on the shelf. It's still, uh, every now and then somebody will buy it. That's 200 and something dollars, but that's crazy. Rather than get rid of the stove. Sure. You know, a lot of these stoves are built in now. they got counters around them and all that. Mm-hmm. And then it costs you, you know, thousands of dollars to redo the kitchen. Well, a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, some of, some of them early day ones were not standard, what, 30 inches, right? They were like 36. They were 40s. 40s. Crown made a big 40-inch stove. Yeah, from, from my experiences in, in the parts business. I got one in the store, as a matter of fact. The old Crown. Old Crown, yeah. 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 Oh, God, Crown, yeah. Yeah. What's <laughs> So where where was Crown? Because it isn't. I know there was a a stove company in Chicagoland that. That um, was. I think that was Crown, and then the Roper was out of Kankakee for years. Yeah, Roper. Mm, yeah. Yeah, Roper was big outfit. That brand has Which been absorbed by Whirlpool. Whirlpool is absorbed. Yeah. 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 yeah, some of the customers uh, when when they have those large forty inch ones with you know. They're really it, some of the parts are still available, believe it or not. Some of them Frigidaire, some of the old uh, the coil burners for the top, them big oh. thick ones. You know, the, the, they're four hundred the bucks. Monos are gone now. Oh, are they? The they're mono gone. Filament, yeah, them, them are gone now. The uh, what they call the mono tube, them are gone from production yeah. now, and availability is gone. I, I couldn't understand why yeah. you know someone would spend that kind of money, but not realizing that 
there's no, actually there's about $10,000 worth of work to do once they pull product, that stove out of there. That a lot of homes in the Beverly area have, which was the flared um, Frigidaire flare range where the drawer pulled out. Oh, wow. And then you had all your burners and then you push it back in for convenience, you know, for storage and stuff. <clears throat> that that was a really great stove. So guys, in, in podcast land, we're gonna we're gonna take a break here. We're we're really loving this conversation, but we're gonna we're gonna take a break and uh, we'll catch you after the break. Thanks, guys. Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Service Guide Podcast. And like a prize at the bottom of your cereal, here's this week's tech tip of the week: dryer vent maintenance. Several things play into keeping your dryer vent clean. The first one, the one that most people do on a regular basis is actually cleaning the lint screen after every cycle. That does help. That does keep junk from building up on the blower wheel and all the other components in the dryer as well as the vent heading outside. You also should once a month thoroughly clean that lint screen by soaking it with soap and water and taking a scrub brush, vegetable brush, toothbrush, whatever kind of brush, as long as it's cheap and you don't care about it, go ahead and scrub that soap into there, clean up that lint screen real good, and by the time that you're rinsing it, you'll notice that the water is no longer pooling on top. Your vent heading to the outside as well, from the back of the dryer all the way to the outside, does need to be cleaned at least once a year, typically professionally. Make sure that you have that done, and for the greater Will County area, contact Joe Enzenberger at Dryer Vent Wizard. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of the Service Guide Podcast.